right, folks. Welcome to Waterbound. This is Season 2, Episode 4. Uh, this is Ted, and uh, I've got a special guest here I'll introduce in a moment. But uh, many of you know that uh, Link, uh, the co-host here, is out on the Grand Canyon for 18 days dodging the coronavirus. And uh, I think I'm pretty jealous of him now. And uh, hopefully we'll get through this and uh, everything will be good. And hopefully this little podcast might be something that folks can uh, listen to without thinking about that. So we'll, we won't say much more about that. We'll move on and, and have uh, uh, some fun thinking about uh, the things we like, which is paddling whitewater in the south and drinking beer. So uh, our guest tonight is uh, Joe Gudger and with Ace Kayaking. So, hey, Joe, welcome to hey. the show. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. And uh, we are, what are we drinking here, man? We are drinking Little River by Boojum. By Boojum Brewing Company out of Waynesville, North Carolina. So, uh, a lot of folks know Joe uh, out mm. and see him out on the Ocoee River, and I can't think of many times I've been down the Ocoee that I hadn't bumped into you and there are a lot <laughs> how many trips a year do you think you do down the Ocoee just off the top of your head man like I would definitely say more than 150 less than 200 wow somewhere in wow. there yeah you're out there you're out a there. lot well uh yeah man so this uh this little thing we're doing here we, we usually talk about beer and whitewater paddling in the southeast and all kinds of crafts so like you know link is a really good uh raft guide r1 uh guy and i'm not good at any of it but i've tried all so uh but you're primarily a kayaker right yep and uh so we're gonna we'll get into the interview here in a minute but i guess first we'll we'll do our normal thing and kind of start out with uh some trip reports. So, um, I guess I'll start us off and, uh, and then you'll know what you might say. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been, been a few times lately and actually I was out on spring break. Um, and I've had a chance to get out there a number of times, but I, I won't bore y'all with, with all the details, but a couple of little trips that were fun. Uh, first one is, uh, me and, and, and my buddy Joseph went down to Little Tennessee the other day, um, which is up, kind of runs between uh, Franklin and into Lake Fontana over near Bryson City. And it's mostly just, I don't know, I'm sure you know that river. It's like class two at best. Man, I've never part. done it. you never done it? No. It's real scenic. It's real pretty. Uh, it's kind of like this the Hiawassee that runs through here. Yeah. You know, it's not much going on to be honest with you, but I've, I've done it about three times over the years. Um, we kind of did it because stuff that we were comfortable paddling was too high, and then the stuff, the creeks we wanted to run were too low, so we were kind of like riding them, you know, sort of nothing moving exactly where we wanted, so we kind of, we were like, hey, let's go do that. And anyway, the only novel thing about it is um, at this time of year, there's some rapids that are exposed that are normally underwater uh, for most of the year. So at, at, during the winter months, there's there's a, a set of rapids at the very end before it runs into Lake Fontana. And uh, you can read about it on the American Whitewater page. Um, 
but it's kind of a novelty to run that little section. And it's a, there's a little class three or, or section of class three down there at the bottom. Oh, it's just because the, the lake's down? Yeah, yeah. So the lake's down and it, <coughs> it runs through and everything's, uh, you know, so that's kind of a cool thing. And we had, we had fun kind of exploring that part. Uh, the, it was a long, slow paddle to get to that last section. Um, but kind of interesting looking and, and pretty cool. Uh, the other thing that, I guess it was running at 1500 CFS. Um, so a lot of water, you know, like a coe amount of water running through it when it, and it's real wide river. And at that point it, it constricts and that's why those rapids, I guess, are there. So it's kind of, kind of cool. Um, the other thing that we did is I guess just this weekend we went up and did the Oconalufti in Cherokee. And uh, I love going up there. That comes out of the Great Smokies. I've talked about it on here before. It's it's not particularly difficult. You know, it's pretty, it's sort of like Nantahala, except there's always strainers. So Man, I really, I really want to do that section. I've heard a lot about yeah. it. I've only done like the Raven Fork and stuff up there, but the, it sounds a whole yeah. lot of fun. It's awesome. It's to be a great place uh, to probably take student trips stuff like that yeah there's some people who really learned some stuff on it seems like kind of like creaky but not not pushy <laughs> definitely creaky you know and and i think even american whitewater describes it as like a great beginner creaking kind of experience you know the the only catch is like you know like for somebody told that's really a, like early on in their paddling <laughs> career is looking out for the wood and it's always there like i've never been on a trip that hadn't been like two or three portages so um but we had a fun trip. I had, I got a new canoe. It's a, uh, Blackfly Octane 91 that I've been wanting and I can't say enough about it. I love it. So, but man, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, tell us what, what you've been up to on the, what rivers. Oh man, I'm mostly in a teaching phase right now, but on Saturday I got to take a good friend, um, North chick, um, up in Chattanooga. Um, and that's officially the, North Chickamauga. North Chickamauga. Yep. And, um, man, it's just like a really awesome, more of a wilderness-style run, and it's got plateau-esque features to it. It's kind of sandstone. Good hiking, and it was a little on the low side, which I think is, like, really awesome for taking people for their first time. What um, what kind of, like, is it, like, class three, four, two, three? What, what do you, what you, know, you say? At the level <laughs> that we did it at, I would definitely call it a class two, three experience. Yeah. Um, hey, that's right. That's my kind of thing. And man, and it's, <laughs> at that level, especially too, it's like really fun technical rapids. But then there's a big pool, and there's a couple. You know, you can walk stuff if you want to. Um, and then you know, higher levels though, like you know, when you're getting over like four or five feet, you know, up into there, it's definitely four plus with moments of five. Wow, I'd say, especially when you're, it's high enough, you can go higher up on Cane Creek, and there's definitely like vortex rapid and a bunch of class five stuff up there. What so? How long a run is that? Uh, man, I want to say Rock House Down. This is from memory. I, I think it's closer to seven. You know, it's like in that tennis mile range. Yeah, in there, and um, you know, hiking. I would guess is a mile. If we had the Whitewater Southern Appalachia book on hand, we could pull that up and have finer details. But um, just good hiking, and then you know, starts off kind of micro, and then you hit you you know you start off on Cane at Rock House at the lower levels. And then you'll hit North Chick proper. And I guess I guess a lot of the Chattanooga paddlers know know that. Yeah, familiar. it's, it's kind of like common one, one. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the staples. It holds water really well. It doesn't yeah. take a whole lot of rain for it to go. Yeah, cool. I'd love to get over and, then, and do some of that at that level. Like yeah. that's, that, honestly, like I love to scrape down. I think my tolerance for 
low level is higher than most. <laughs> yeah, I think one foot is when that thing's running. I've heard people go lower, and I don't, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Yeah, but I think one foot is good. One one two is like good low and pretty good gauge. Yeah, there's there's an online gauge, and I can't remember the correlation, but I decided that four or five on the online gauge is I wouldn't go lower than that. Yeah, um, and then that's like one foot ballpark on the stick gauge that people use at the takeout. And uh, so what boat were you in? Uh, I'm in the Zen 3 right now. All right. Yeah, I got the large. It's, it's actually closer to nine feet. Yeah. Very wide, but it's working for me. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a glowing recommendation, but that's all right. I, I like it. It's, um, it's not my favorite. It's not the sportiest thing, but it's very floaty, which I like. It stays on the surface well. Um, I do like that with the, at least with the large, it's closer to nine feet. Um, and I do like, I kind of actually like how the knees, how wide the knees are, but it definitely is a really wide yeah. boat. Well, we were talking, we were talking about that a little bit earlier and, and actually I, so, uh, anybody, our, our two listeners out there, I guess, <laughs> know, know that I, I've been like working on this open boating thing for a while, but, uh. I did take the kayak down the uh, Little Tennessee the other day, and so I, I, I still paddle it, uh, you know, try to get it out about, I don't know, every so often, <laughs> and I don't lose that skill, but, uh, and I've got an, a, the last generation of the Zen, which is the really the only legit kayak, whitewater kayak I've had. I, I've liked it, but, um, I mean, I'm a different size then you, I don't know, yeah. If you're, I'm, yeah. I'm weird. I'm like really heavy. I have a hard time finding boats. We're like 190, like yeah. five seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, one of the things I got, the, I got the large because I need the leg room. Yeah. But like, I definitely feel like my knees come out of that all the time. Yeah. Like that's that's sort of my main. I, I I should try something that that's a little tighter, I guess. But well, uh, all right, man. Well. I guess we'll move on to sort of our, our topic, uh, which is really just going to be kind of talking about your your background and uh, you know how you kind of got into all this and yeah. what you do and, and, and ace kayaking. And I guess just to get us started, um, I kind of got my three standard questions that, that Link and I often ask. But, but I guess the first one is, you know, what was your first boat what was your first you know canoe kayak watercraft all know? right so <laughs> the first kayak i ever owned was a transformer t1 playboat i got that when i was like 11 years old what i don't even know what that means it, Trans- so, it, <laughs> it was a wave sport and it was one okay it's a wave sport and then it was like a, this boat that ej designed and the idea was like it had these like plates on the end where you could make it like a more of a modern-esque playboat or you could like take these bumpers off and put these like slicey rubber plates on. So it was like a transformer. It, yeah, it was a name. transformer, man. And Wow, yeah. And uh, that was my first boat and it was it was pretty funny because like I'd been using, you know, it started when I was 10, I was using sit-on-tops and like I'd been in like an RPM and a Gus and I really liked the Gus. Yeah. And you know, I've been working on working at my dad's farm and they knew I, I really was taking to Well, this let's go back and, even a step first. So that's your first legit whitewater boat. Yeah. What was the first thing you kind of got in a river on? A canoe. Just a basic, like a... Yeah, a whitewater canoe. I don't even know what type. Yeah. Well, that same for me. Like I had a... The first boat I had was a Coleman. It was enormous, like a Coleman uh, 
canoe. You know, yeah. I'm sure it was a tandem, but I, I was. <laughs> I don't even know what they were, but I had a cousin that owned Mountain Outdoor Expeditions on the Car Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jay Shermansky, and he, you know, he did these like canoe trips and whatever he was putting people in, just big green yeah. Mohawk canoes with. Well, I mean, those know, sound better than probably what a lot of people got going in. Yeah, it wasn't like a metal ruin or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, so with, you know, so if that was your first, like, how long did you have that boat? Man, I had that. The Transformer. I had it until I was probably like 15, 16. Okay. But I had other boats too. Like, Well, you were transforming it the whole time. The whole time. It was never the same. <laughs> but no, I had, a, I think, my first creek boat. So that was my first that kayak. And then I went, I needed, I wanted a creek boat. So I went and bought a, a Huck. Um, I was looking for a Gus and I found a Huck at like one of the NOC cells. And I was yeah. like 12, 13. Yeah. And uh, I used that for a, a very short period of time and I hated it and I sold it. <laughs> really quickly yeah and then i bought a it was a riot thunder 65 and i really liked that yeah that was a good creek boat yeah for me at the time well what what would you what is your been your favorite you know boat and i know that there's always sort of technology and things are kind of trending like whether they're you know squirty stern squirting like slicey boats or or river runners or we were talking about that play boats and Creek boats, but like what, what's been your favorite boat just looking back, you know, kayak? I mean, what do you think you've been like, what's Man, your favorite one? I, I don't know. Don't know. I don't even. It's like asking your favorite song. Yeah. Like yeah. What, what's your Depends favorite on the moment. food? Like, yeah. I don't know. Changes. Yeah. Well, um, all right, man. Well, so what, I guess the next second question, um, is like, what river did you kind of get started on? I think you mentioned it already. Um, the Cartica. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the first like whitewater river. And then I think the first time I was ever in like a, you know, a skirted in kayak would have been Mountain Town Creek out of the south side of the Cahutas. Okay. Is that, I don't know that, I mean, I'm not familiar with that. Is I know where the Cahutas are, but is that a, is that something that anybody actually runs now? Or is that more like, just like that was near your property or something? Yeah. It goes through my family's farm. Yeah. And where I grew up. Okay. Um, it's got like a little class two gorge on it. And yeah. It's super fun. It, it's very Cartier like. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one goes there anymore. I've been taking some students there. Nice. Um, just for something different, like you know, take them to the Cartier and then yeah. like, hey, let's go do this afterwards. Yeah. That's and nice. um, what just, does it take to like what level or you know do you even know? I you just know when the Cartier's running something. In man, mind. I just go look at it. I'm like all right, we can go down that. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know if there's a gauge on it. I've yeah. never looked at it. Um, well, so you started on Cartier and. and you, were you there today? Is that where you came from? Yeah, I was working yeah. there today. Hey, not not straying too far from home. No, that's that's honestly <laughs> the Cartier is one of my favorite rivers of all time. Now, do you mostly run the little the upper section there, like with Flatbury Falls, or, or yeah, or mostly down at DNR? Or what? Sometimes um, I was going to DNR a lot for a while, but now when I go, I'm usually with people or like people from out of state and with yeah. like the land use pass and everything. Oh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. You know, it's not worth it for someone that's down for a day to buy the, the land use pass. Well, so explain that because a lot of people, I, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people are familiar with that and it has changed. I know like a few yeah. years ago you had, you could get a GORP pass and what he's talking about is if you go to the Department of Natural Resources takeout, it's an extra how many miles down from the car? Oh, three, like, four, or something yeah. like that. And there's a, like three rapids. Yeah, really. I got more Steagall-like. <laughs> like, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, but to at the takeout if you get out there 
and they are sticklers, man. I've never done it. I've only done it like it, twice, but they've been they've been sitting there waiting. Super stickler stickers on it. Like, yeah, you, it used to not be a thing. You know, I used to get yeah. there all the time. And then once they started doing the Gort Pass, you know, you could it was okay because you could get like the group pass. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you know, yeah, if I had like right. a group of friends, like you know, we leave that in the car at the bottom. Yeah. But now it's kind of like you either have to have like fishing or hunting license, or there's that land use. Okay, Apparently. you gotta get everybody's gotta have some kind of license. Yeah, and I haven't, man. I hadn't even looked into it for a while, and this is probably bad to admit, but there, there's this trail that I know of that goes down <laughs> through the woods. So I would go down and then just like hike out to private property and doing that. And I was taking people on it, but no one's excited about the mile and a half yeah, hike out as sure. like I was. <laughs> and and I think you can go another couple of miles past that and take out that Woody's old. Yeah, that, I don't know how long that is though. I think it's pretty long. As yeah, well, and water. So the sad part too is it's so like you know shoaly, where you know I think you could run DNR section lower than people typically go, but that section nah, yeah, be even worse. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, so the other sort of my last of the three starter questions that would be uh, like who was you know your mentor i think i know the answer to this but like you know everybody's got somebody that kind of got them started and um and really took them under their wing or whatever show, show you sort of down some rivers but who, who would that be for you man there, there's several <laughs> lots of them. there's a lot um i think at first you know i had a cousin you know my cousin michael and my cousin roy and and jay shermansky who and mo they were, you know, they were big. You know, Jay got me off the, you know, out of the chicken houses and would take me, like, on a Saturday on a canoe and or sit on top trip. Yeah. And his son, Roy, really got me into kayaking. He was he was going out of open boating to kayaking when I was 10. And then, you know, my cousin Michael was kind of into it, and he would take me to Mountain Town Creek and places like that. But then Roy was definitely, like, my biggest influence at first. Okay. Um, he, was, he went to school at Barry, and then, you know, he taught me to roll, and then, I think some, sometimes I accuse him of just using me as gas money because he would take me places I probably had no business being, but it yeah. was, I learned a lot. Just, you know, he'd tell me not to mess up and do exactly what he did. Yeah. And, you know, he got me in on suicide section really young and, you know, teleco and he took me to the green the first time and nice. then he got a squirt boat and then I, I, you know, I followed him and I got that squirt boat when I was like 15 and I did that. That's like all I did from like 15 to 16, 17 and then. I met Jeff Jeff West when I was seventeen. Yeah, and that's and, definitely probably like my biggest influence. Well, that's in what I thought you you mentioned at some point. But uh, so tell us a little bit about him because he's uh, you know I guess he he kind of started Ace. Yeah, right? him and a guy named Adam Elrod. Um, to the best of my understanding, I wasn't yeah. you know, I wasn't around yeah. back in the day, but they started that as a fun yak, you know, doing fun yakking tours on the Okoe, and uh, and then you know Jeff really. He, what he told him is he really enjoyed the kayak instruction too, and definitely moved more, more into kayak instruction, over time. Yeah. Well, what kind of you know what you want to sort of mention who he is or or what he you know how or you know how he impacted you or. Man, it's hard to say who he is. You had to know him. He was a legend. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, always bought like five hundred dollar cars. Lived in a one room cabin with practically no water. He never fixed the pipes when they'd freeze. And then, you know, lived as cheap as he could and just tried to influence as many, you know, not maybe not tried to, but he did influence tons of people yeah. with his kayaking, his, his ideas. And, you know, he has some stories that, you know, he's published online that if you want to get to know him, they're off our website. Yeah. They're really good insight to his mindset, but he just loved kayaking. 
And didn't he, did he do like a guidebook on the Okoe? Yeah, or something? got was, the Okoe guidebook yeah. um, with all the moves. You know, it's kind of like what he, you know, a lot of his classes were just progressing people through these moves on the Okoe and then getting them ready for harder things. Yeah. Um, and like drills and things, just ways for people to practice. And really just an all-around amazing teacher for life or kayaking. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it ended tragically. Yeah, he, um, you know, he had some medical conditions and he was kind of it was definitely he was definitely slowing down a little bit not he wasn't but he was gonna have to start yeah and he those last couple of years he was going really hard you know doing vertical miles everywhere like the north fork and little white and then you know he passed away on the stakeen in 2012 and he was running that solo yeah he basically already done you know he was one of the first groups to do the stakeen in a day i think it was like him and eric boomer and todd wells um I don't know if you know Todd, mm-hmm. the Mountain Mine Collective guys. But um, they did that in a day, and then you know he went back, and he was going to do a trip with Doug Almonds. And you know he basically, they had an incident where Doug had to take off on that first trip, but he did the whole run by himself in a day, minus the first rapid. And then he went back to do the whole run again. And then, you know, I think the, what's it, Shaggy and the Creature Crafts? You know, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, that group that was on the Sakina that day was the ones that found him. Oh, well... Anyway, I don't want to, you know, sorry to we get to a, a downer there, but I, I just thought it'd be, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that probably don't know who he is or what his story is, but I think that definitely, uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming that since he sort of started the ace kayaking yeah. thing, that, that, that that'd be something that we'd want to mention. No, um, you can't really tell us what ace is without that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah super important part absolutely of the story. absolutely well well thanks for sharing that but uh well man so tell us more about ace so we've we've kind of hinted around at what it is but it's you know I, I guess i'll start with saying when you know i guess about four or five years ago i, I kind of got more serious about wanting to get into whitewater and i really didn't even have a legit whitewater boat i had one of those uh it was a Jackson Rogue, which yep. <laughs> had a drop down scale. And like the little foot pegs in the yeah, front. Yeah, foot mm-hmm. pegs in the front, hatch. Um, you know, it was capable. Um, and yeah. and I, <laughs> not in my hands. <laughs> of something. <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, I was excited to have it. I wanted to learn to roll it. And, you know, and my buddy <coughs> uh, that I worked with, Rob Dusler, who was on this show uh, uh, back in the summer. Um, he got me going on my first like attempt out here at the, on Lake Chatuke trying to roll. And, uh, but anyway, I didn't want to bug him to death. You know, I knew I needed like, and, and he's, he's a great instructor, but I was like, man, I, I don't want to bug my friend about this. And, uh, but I really want to go like, you know, get some instruction. And, and I asked several people and everybody's like, no, you got to go to ACE, go to ACE and uh, blah, blah, blah. So. I, yeah, of course, I didn't know any of y'all. I just called up and, and uh, lined something up. And uh, and I think I talked to you that day. And, uh, and I mean, like, call, you know, called right away. <laughs> called me right back. I appreciated it. And lined something up. I went over there and met up with Jake Trotter. Yep. And then he, you know, spent the day. Uh, and I was rolling by the end of that day, like, you know, within you know, shortly. But, but the cool thing was we 
we did all this other stuff. It wasn't, you know, clearly it wasn't just, that's, I know that's what people, you talk about no, that. All the time, people are like, I only want to do this. And you're like, all right, yeah, all right. Or people are like, yeah, I just want to come do the river part. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, yeah. whatever. But so I knew y'all were like for, you know, kayak construction, that y'all had a great uh, reputation. But why don't you tell us, like, officially you can give the commercial. Like, what what do y'all do? What What's your kind of thing? It's Private instruction, you know, it's that's kind of hard to say what we do, just because it is private and everyone's needs are so different. You know, there's a lot of people come to us and they don't, they're just like here on vacation. They're like, I want to go down a river, so it's like finding a river that's really cool and seeing it can you can make good memories on, and then just the goal is getting them good enough to get down the river. You know, you don't really have to. We're not trying to like make them the most excellent paddlers in a day. Yeah, and there are some people that, you know they want to be kayakers their boyfriend's a kayaker their girlfriend's a kayaker they've got friends that kayak and they, they know they want to do it but you know like you said they don't want to they can't burden their friends all the time yeah or they don't want to well or their friends don't know how to teach them number yeah, one man that yeah huge <laughs> and then you know back to the relationship part boyfriend girlfriend, oh you god shouldn't do that yes at all. no you're right <laughs> never yeah, don't well. don't try to t- we have covered that before like don't try to teach your spouse no <laughs> anything for that matter <laughs> or, or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, that you know, it might work for a little bit. <laughs> Something will happen. Well, they know, you know, like of course, tandem canoes are called divorce boats. Mm-hmm. So yeah, same thing for just trying to teach them in their own boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, anyway, back to what we do. Yeah. It's uh, you know, so then you know, those are people where it's like, okay, yeah, let's get you a base, get you a baseline, so you can start joining your friends. And then, you know, I even have people that are really good and they want to get better. And that's, that's what I, I really enjoy that side, like getting really technical. Um, and sometimes it's like, you know, being a, more of a coach, like, you know, making people do stuff over and over and over and like really work on muscle memory and then getting into mechanics and breaking down movement. Um, and some people, it's more of like an emotional coach. Like, you know, they don't want to do it. And my job's like, no, you're going to do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, give them, them some confidence or... Yeah, yeah or yeah. just, you know, sometimes you got to be... Sometimes I'm, I'm accused of being mean sometimes. <laughs> convincing people or tricking people into doing things. Yeah. And then, man, sometimes it's guiding. Some people just want to come down and guide. Yeah. Like, I just want someone to show me all the cool spots or take me to this river. Um, sometimes people want to do an international trip and I'll figure out the logistics and go with them and do that. So, man, we're... we're kayaking consulting I think yeah no I think that's awesome that you kind of it's not a set thing like you you sort of break down what 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 the, what do they need you know yeah. and you can offer them any number of things like meet them where they are like if they're really good so let me ask you this what's um I I, I think I know we've you know maybe I maybe we talked about this way back when but uh you know what's your official background like in terms of like in like you've got some certifications, right? Like you're not just saying, "Hey man, <laughs> hey man, some... I've done, I've been down the Ocoee, so stayed at a Holiday Inn last night." <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> uh, you know, Jeff taught me a lot without really teaching me a lot. There's a lot of shadowing and a lot of things. There's a lot of things he taught me that I didn't really realize until he passed away. Yeah, or going back through teaching and a lot of what. You know, I teach, I've learned from listening to other people, watching other people, um, and through teaching so long, you kind of like, you know, there's things I taught when I was younger that I like, you know, later I was like, man, there's like a logical fallacy in this idea or in this movement. Like, so working out kinks over time and then, 
you know, injuries, lots of injuries and coming back off of injuries have taught me a lot about mm. mechanics and mm-hmm. the way I should do things or not do things. But then, you know, there's always the ACA, love them or hate them. Like, it's, at least it's a platform of, of some credential. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's all sorts of medical certs. Uh, we all have, you know, I make sure everyone has a warfare at ACE. That's, like, important to me, wilderness first responder. Yeah. And then, man, really, it's just experience. That's, like, one of the biggest things for me is just actual real kayaking sure. experience and swift water stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, we <clears> – <throat> um, I, I, well, and the other thing I'll mention that – you know, I guess there's no guarantee that this is going to happen, but one of the things that I thought was really gracious of y'all, uh, your whole group, um, is that I didn't ever, I never took a lesson with you, but, you know, you would invite folks back if you had had lessons to come back and, you know, with, with people that are a mixed bag of, of, uh, uh, skill sets and and do some little trips down to Hiawassee or meet up here and there and do some yeah. things and no, that's, that's super, super helpful to well, have these sort of informal follow ups and you'd you'd be like hey you know what do you need to know and blah 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 and get I some think instruction it's really important though because I think that's the hardest thing I've found for anyone getting into the sport you're lucky if you're doing it because your friends are doing it and you want to get better you've already got that group or Man, a lot of people are just like they they're going down driving down highway 64 and they look over like oh that looks fun i want to yeah. try it well sweet they get a class and they buy this gear but then it's like well i don't know anybody else that does really it. no i can't i shouldn't go alone and yeah. i don't really know anyone else that does that so getting networking people like getting people into a network and it's kind of like what clubs are to some extent yeah. you know take them or leave them you know? no we've had that's been a lot a lot a lot that's often been discussed on here and uh you know, I've, I've been as the as the beginner guy. Like I, I'm big advocate for the clubs because Same. you know they it gives you folks at your skill set, you know, at your skill level to get out there and, and go on trips, organize trips where there there are people who do know, you know, what they're doing to lead them, yeah, and then people like you, so you don't feel like. You're pitiful. Yeah, and, well, and there's also like, it's, there's like, there's a, com- there's, it's a community. Yeah. You know, because they're doing things besides these trips too, you know, being like fundraisers or access issues or just like. Or role practices. Role practices. Or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. even if you end up not taking that route, like for someone to go and have access to this club or, you know, even like some of the city programs like Chattanooga has like outdoor chat, like just having access to that could be the difference in you sticking with it or not or meeting this person that's going to be really important for you sticking with it absolutely yeah you got to find a, a paddling buddy yeah and uh yeah and but but again like i i really appreciated you know that particular summer when i first started you know to to have a handful of trips to go back and and uh and be reminded of like oh yeah you know at the end of this trip hey you know you want to try that role again or you want to you know or or I remember going down like the Hiawassee, you know, with a group trip, like a sunset trip, which was awesome. Yeah. Because you know, it was like, it was only us on, you know, like, like 10 or 12 people going down together. And, uh, but still like you were coaching people, Hey, you're not turning your torso or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. And not even, not even just, you know, me or whatever other coaches were there. Yeah. But it's a good way for other people into the sport to help. You know, you get a lot by teaching other people or helping other people. It helps you like solidify your skills. Um, so it's it's good to get all these people that are learning and working on things with other people that are doing the same thing and have them like feed off each other and help one another. Like, you know, I think that's that's my favorite part. And what you're talking about that is actually we call that Stanley Steamers. 
that group. Yeah. And uh, that was something that Jeff started for his friend, Stan Guy. And he's the guy that passed away on um, the Olympic section. Okay. And uh, when he passed away, you know, he ended up wanted to kind of give back to the community more. And he named it Stanley Seamers after him. And that was kind of like the group where we'd meet on Thursday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, didn't, I never knew the back story on that name. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, cool. Well, anyways, it's, it's that that's, you know, greatly appreciated. So I hope, you know, some folks that are, want, you know, and again, like I, I do recall people at all kinds of different levels coming out there. And then as I kind of got better, there were some other people that were better that we'd go do a little low flow Akoi trip or this that, and other, you know, which was which was cool. Yeah. But um, well, so yeah, y'all, so y'all kind of do a little bit of everything uh, on the on the instruction. We'll get to to some of the other things that are cooking now. Um, but you want to talk about where y'all are located? Obviously, the Akoi is what we've been yeah, talking that, about. Yeah, the Akoi is definitely like our home base. Um, and then I do a lot of stuff down in North Georgia too around LJ with the Carta K um, in Mountain Town. A lot of these rivers on, you know, private land, there's not a lot, there's no permitting for it. But then we're also permitted over uh, the plateau out of Knoxville. Out of Knoxville. Know, so out of Knoxville, but then, you know, over towards the plateau, all the Obed and Emory and all that good stuff over there. And are those, I mean, you, you've actually got a physical location now over by the Ocoee. Right? Yeah. Ace, it's funny. Ace, <laughs> we've always had a physical location. It was always just one room cabin okay. <laughs> for a while, and then uh, you know when he passed away, we weren't able to stay there. So then I ran it out of like a barn behind yeah. this rafting outpost, and then you know. But now, we, like, there's official signs. There's and official parking signs. lots, and yeah. So we um, <laughs> we got a rafting. You know, we op- we opened up a rafting rafting side too. Yeah. And we've got you know we're across the store from rock, across the street from Rock Creek, and then the new NOC building that's going up over in Ocoee. Oh. Yeah. Well, we might have to talk about that. Yeah, uh, Big Blue. Uh. Yeah, Big uh, Blue. I thought I knew they were doing something over there. Yep. So you love the NOC? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's a, that's an ongoing joke with Link. He's he, he's not a huge fan, but we don't have to competition's there. healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so uh, who who so you know you got folks coming to the Akoi, and again, like where I live here in Young Harris, we we jokingly say we're we're conveniently two hours from Atlanta, Chattanooga, and Asheville. But so where who are you, where are your where are your customers from? Where's your clients? Are they, they come like you, you were at the Cartier today. So I'm assuming when you go there, you're meeting folks more Atlanta based kind of, man, it's all over. Yeah. So, you know, this guy that I'm working with right now is actually from Ohio. So Hmm. he's come down for the whole week. So I get, man, I get, I get a lot of people from Ohio, um, come down in Kentucky and then, man, I, I, you know, then there's always, we get a lot of, I've pulled a lot of people from Alaska and then out west, people have friends and they're going to be here on vacation. Yeah. And they tell us about us and they'll come get us for a week and we'll help them out. But as far as like being in Ocoee, man, I'm pulling, we pull a whole lot out of like, you know, Chattanooga, Birmingham, Huntsville, um, greater Atlanta, all of North Georgia, Nashville. Um, and then, you know, with Kirk up in Knoxville, you know, he's pulling a lot out of, you know, places north of there, and then Asheville. Um, and you're talking about Kirk Edelman, Edelman. Yep. who, has, if, if people aren't familiar, he's written, uh, what, like three River God books or more? Or? So, yeah, he's got the Whitewater of the Southern Appalachians. Okay, Whitewater of Southern Appalachians. Um, 
and those are like pretty awesome detailed. Oh man, um, guide books to my two copies live in my car. Yeah, yeah. Like those. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can look that up online and, and find those. And so he's, he's an officially like an ACE, uh, yeah. uh, employee and he runs some, um, like a lot of overnighters and some things up there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overnighters and like group clinics and he does private instruction like me, but yeah, he, he holds down the Knoxville side of things. He's my cool. partner up there. That's awesome. Um, who are some of your other, I mean, I know that they probably, depending on the season, you probably have a different set of folks, but just like, I mean, you have, have a, a core group. I'm like, yeah, no, we always have people come and going, but uh, you know, ACE is definitely, people ask me to call it a business, but it's more of a family to me. Yeah. So, you know, there's still Jen Maxwell. She, you know, she's here a little bit. She worked back when, you know, Jeff was still running it and we got Brandon Beatty and they're kind of our local folks that help out a little bit. But then as far as full-time, we've got Lynn Barlow now, who's awesome. She's a ski coach out of Montana. Yeah. Um, and she's got her blog, Whitewater Braid, which is something you should definitely look into as well. Um, and then, you know, we got Jake Trotter. He's been around forever. And Morgan Wright. And Jake, Jake was the, the guy that helped me when I did mine. He's in, you know, I still run into him out there. It's, it's, it's that's, He's been great. You know, yeah. Now it. he's busy firefighting and rafting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And then, you know, Morgan Wright, she's out of Atlanta. Um. And then yeah, and then you know, you know Nick Fiedler, he helps out some. Yeah, I think I think he does. He have a black Tahoe or did? Or that... he's got a blue Tacoma now. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, he may... he, he's working. He lives over at the Green now, and I think he works. Okay, maybe helps with like else. GRA. Maybe and then we've got a new guy this year, Josiah. Who's it's funny. He's always been part of the Ace family and helping yeah. out. Yeah. But uh, he's um. He's going full time this year. Cool. It was it last summer that y'all started doing rafting trips? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So, and is is it was it also you know you were just mentioning your new uh, facility there? Did y'all get moved in there? Yeah. Sort of starting last season. Yeah, starting last season. Okay, cool. So a lot going on, and also you've kind of got, you know, you've had ace kayaking. Uh, instruction, I guess, for a number of years, and yeah. now it sort of expanded a little bit into some rafting. Yeah. So tell so, us about that. Yeah, it was always like Asokoe Fun or Asokoe Funyaks. Well, let's talk about that for starters. Yeah, First of all, as everybody knows on here, like I'm a huge Ducky fan, <laughs> and he calls them. They call them Funyaks. Yeah. So we've talked about lots of names for them. So we talked about. Uh, you, know, you got duckies. Some people don't like that name. I, I like it. Some <laughs> people call them inflatable kayaks. We we've settled in on high performance inflatable kayaks, HPIKs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's we stole that from another podcast. But um, so the trike of watercraft, trike as some people water. might say, but uh, you know I'm an advocate. But so just so people know, like on the Akoi. You can't, it's not like Nantahala. They won't just rent like a ducky and send you on your way. No. Like, y'all are the only ones that do this kind of thing, right? Outland does it. Um, I didn't know that. Never yeah, seen that. I, they, they do it different. I haven't really seen a lot of their trips out there. I'm not sure, like, how they run their program. Yeah. But um, as far as, like, you know, we, it's one on two. Like, we for two people, for every one person, there's at least one guide, for, you know, or two people. If you have three people, I usually send three guy or two guides. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we start on the lake, really teach them, make sure that, that we want to take them down the river and that they <laughs> want to go down the river. Because uh, you're probably dealing with people who just like, hey, man, let's, instead of a raft, and I've never done this thing, I think I'm, I'm going to be fine. 
Yeah, to some extent. Well, <laughs> luckily, a lot of people do their homework, and yeah. they're like, okay, I, I decided I really want these guys, and you know, y'all are going to teach me stuff, and people see us out there doing the trips, yeah. and they'll, they'll call us, and we'll, we'll set it up. Now, what kind of, what exactly HPIKs are y'all using? I mean, I use the uh, Mavericks. The Mavericks. The NRS, NRS Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. You, you those, like those pretty good? Oh, man, they're the best. All like, right. that Hypalon material, our last ones lasted 15 years, from 97 yeah. to 2012. You know, nice. like a really long time. Um, but I started, we started phasing those out in 2012 and got new ones. And then, um, they're just super maneuverable. Yeah. So I think for the Okoe, because you're taking people that aren't really that good, and Okoe is a technical river, we're taking them on the easiest lines we can. And it's yep. really nice to be able for them to be like, okay, turn, accelerate, turn, accelerate. Um, that's what I think those do really well at. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and again, like for folks that, you know, I, I what, one of the things I've talked about before that I, I like a ducky for is I'm super conservative about getting on stuff I don't know. And like, I like to get on stuff either in a raft or in a ducky the first time and then kind of analyze it, you know, without committing to being in the hard boat. So that's just my, my yeah. super I mean, conservative I, kind of approach. I try but. to tell more people about them because I have a lot of people get into yeah. it and it's like, you know, they don't have enough time to practice, but they really want to do their code because that's where they live. Yeah. You know, enough time to practice, like getting good at kayaking or proficient yeah. at it. Or, like, you know, maybe they've got some injury where rolling isn't going to be the easiest mm-hmm. thing to learn. It, or, you know, the space, rack space, whatever. There's a list of excuses and reasons that people have told me. And, like, man, I think the, the funny actor, what's your... Uh, just whatever, ducky. No, I'll, I'll, I want to hear <laughs> the high performance inflatable kayaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's like a really underutilized craft. It is. And the other thing is, you know, to me, from in, ter- in terms of like instruction, so like before I ever went down the Akoe in a hard boat, I had done it 10 times in a ducky. So I, everything wasn't coming at me at once. Yeah. Like I knew the river and the rapid. Yeah. And I was. I did fine. Like it wasn't and like here. I'm. I don't know how to kayak, <laughs> and I don't know what's coming around the corner. We use it for instruction all the time, especially <laughs> like if you got like someone that comes that's, you know, young guy, young girl that are really in shape, and you know they they only have they're here for a weekend. They kill on day one on the high wassy, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, you are not ready for this. Like I can't put you in a kayak yet and take you down this, but you know what, like. Let's get in this fun yak. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, yeah. you can really sell whitewater kayaking by putting someone in a fun yak yes. on day two and taking them down the Okoe. Well, and that's that's sort of has been my point all along. It's like you don't want to scare people to death and you know, flipping over sealed in a boat is a good way to scare people. So and it's just a pain in the just, butt just, when you have to like yeah. <laughs> collect all the pieces. Oh, by the way, so before we go back into the names, we we went to the fun yak thing, do you know yeah. what A stands for? No. Always chasing equipment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's accurate, I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, so it's all in a day's work. Yeah, I, I think you're probably, you know, I'm sure you're skilled at a lot of things, but probably like rescuing, swimming kayakers, like in the middle of rapids, is probably. You I've know. been told I've got the meanest hand of God. Man. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so for the names though, so you know, it was, it was Ace Okoe Funyaks, and then Jeff passed away. He he was really kind of starting this other program, which was Ace Kayaking School. And then, you know, we, we kind of became Ace Kayaking School after he passed. And then, you know, we launched this rafting company, and now we're kind of, it's the Ace family, or umbrella, if you will, but, you yeah. know, the rafting's Ace Okoe Adventures, and then, you know, we still got the Ace Kayaking School as well. Well, so we were talking about fun, yeah, so let's talk about the rafting. So y'all, y'all are a little different uh, approach to that. So it's yeah. not, y'all aren't, y'all aren't sending 
thousands of people down the river and you really don't want to do that yeah man. like man, i spend so much time in the coe and i see all the companies go by and all the trips and there's not there's anything wrong with what they're doing but it's like you know some of the people you know it's like more of like a just a trip i always feel like you just know, get like, them down the river like a train yeah so we're trying to with. do like smaller trips um you know in taking people out sometimes you know we're even doing private trips where like you know instead of we us putting you in this time frame of like all these other people that show up at nine o'clock yeah or 12 o'clock or whatever it's like oh yeah you want you and your family to go and instead of having six people in a raft y'all want three people in each raft like yeah we'll do that yeah that's awesome um, so you know, we're in the i guess the super pumas yeah so y'all air, running air super pumas purple yeah right? purple yeah and I, I saw them out there last year and they looked awesome and what what What's the length on that boat? Man, I, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know. I think they're probably like. Right, you got to talk to Jake and Jordan Michael. Um, they're probably. I don't know. What are the regular rafts out there? They're like twelve or fourteen footers or something, maybe. Man, I'm, I'm a kayaker. They're probably like y'all are y'all. Those are smaller. You know, yeah, the point they're is, just they're, a little. They're bit, a yeah. little smaller. Not, not yeah, a whole yeah, lot. a little like smaller. But those are those are awesome boats. I think y'all probably got some of the. People have loved it, and it's like you can like take more advantage of the features, and then with the doing the, the smaller trips and things, like people have absolutely loved those, loved it. Yeah. Now I thought that was cool, and and I mean, yeah, I was also, I was just happy to see like, you know, I know you y'all have had a location, but like you've got a location now with like, oh, uh, you know, it's just like it's roadside, and you know, just I think that just having your name right there like everybody's got to pass by it you know i mean it just yeah. it's a good it's good marketing to have it, it right there feels good man yeah it's legit yeah. not that it wasn't legit but i mean like <laughs> you know you see it, your name on the sign yeah and then it's on a bus yeah but and, <laughs> in some ways it's kind of because now i actually have a real office i'm not like in yeah. like this desk in my room or somewhere yeah. doing all my office work and it's really awesome to have like you know alex Vargas has tacoe there and it's by the gas station where everybody buys a beer and it's so yeah. cool to be like in the center of everything, yeah, like Coey. You kind of are. That's about the first place you get to that you know you can. But it makes uh, it makes the office interesting. It, it's some ways made my office work a little harder because everyone. You can't get anything of, done. Of it. Oh man, which is it's not. I don't want to complain about it, but like, no, but I, I get it. Like I, it's just you know at work. If I don't get there, I have to get there really early, and that's when I get work done. And then the rest of the day, I'm just sort of like, you know, interrupted and. But but welcome welcome the interruptions. But you know what I mean. Like you mm -hmm. find yourself having to do the actual work at other times. But but that's I think that's awesome that y'all got that. I mean, so it's really I mean you feel like that growth. I mean, it must be must be really good. Like you know, yeah, opening that up and expanding a little bit. Yeah, man, growth and just like you know things kind of work you know, line up and it's just like jumping on opportunities and you see them. And just trying to fit, man. It's it's always a state of figuring stuff out. You know, it's it's, it's like kayaking something hard. You can make a plan, but then it's like new lines open up in front of you, and you got to act. Or something goes wrong. Yeah, and it's still <laughs> a possibility. You never know. Well, next year I'm like, oh, that was such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, well, let's see. Oh, let's let's talk a little bit about your, um, you know, your your abroad kind of kayaking trips and i mean is that something y'all do through ace like go no it's not really ACE. more of a private it's more of something i do privately yeah um and a lot of times i work with other companies like i've worked with um ktn uh kayak denial and i really like working with lily i'm actually trying to set up something for georgia right now uh the country of georgia um come october but uh man a lot of times you know especially with like 
some of my best friends and clients, they want to do something, you know, but they're busy. So I've, I've definitely, especially once the Ocoee season's done, I've got a lot more time yeah. to like plan logistics and get there early and learn rivers and learn lines and kind of learn the, the lay of the land and how to work the community. Um, and I'll go first and get gear down there and just. So where do you, where do you go? Where is your Ecuador? Oh man, did Costa Rica. What river or Costa Rica? I did Costa Rica for like six years. And, um, I definitely don't want to, I was kind of, I was ready for something new after that. And then I did Uganda. Oh wow. For a year. Oh, I do. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. You know, that get awesome. shots and stuff. How did that go? <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is it's fun. Is it awesome? Africa is awesome, man. Yeah. It's, you didn't get eaten by a crocodile or no hippos, no crocodiles. Every, Af- bugs. No, Africa is like one of the most interesting places I've ever been. You see everything. Extreme poverty and extreme wealth and just everything has the potential to turn into an epic adventure at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then this year was Ecuador. I went down and kind of set everything up for a bunch of my friends and set a really good time. Like how many do you, when you go on that kind of trip, like how long is it and like how many rivers, you know, uh, are you running the same river a few times or are you running like tons of different things I mean, tons of different things oh wow because you know i'm down this year i was down there for three months oh man um yeah, a little under three months yeah and so i based out of baeza and really got to do a lot of exploring there but then once my friends started coming down i was taking them places it was a lot more of the same things that i'd learned yeah. taking them different yeah. you know so but, you knew yeah so when people come down you you kind of have it all lined up by then yeah yeah that's what i try to do yeah that's awesome yeah, and then it works out too because you know I have a, a plethora of kayaks at the end of every season, so it helps. A plethora. I'll give them to people and like get them on the plane, you know, yeah. and then it kind of helps me take stuff down there. They don't have to worry about bringing their gear. Nice. So, well, so do you? I mean, obviously you got to have some contacts down there now. I mean, now I do. Places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get down there and figure it out. Yeah, and you know, I, this I talk, do my homework, and yeah, like yeah. make have a few things and as at least a general idea before I get down there. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So if if uh, I mean, and that's mostly just people that you know through either your buddies or through my own travels and just okay. people that I've met. Yeah, and, the, and for, the international kayaking community is actually really small. It's funny. I've been to a lot of different places all over the world to kayak, and you see the same people. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I saw you in Africa last year. <laughs> oh yeah, we paddled yeah. in Costa Rica yeah. three years ago. Well, and that's a, again, it's like, it's like most things, like even, you know, just the kayaking, paddling world in, you know, I mean, you could definitely say Southeast and then you could expand, but like, you know, around here, you're going to end up running into the same like hundred people over and over again, like anywhere you end up, um, uh, which is great, you know, unless it's somebody you don't like, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, well, man, so, well, that's awesome, uh, and congrats on sort of expanding everything over there at ACE, and again, I, I can't, I, you know, all I hear are good things about y'all, and, you know, I've always, you know, said I had a great experience uh, with y'all and want to send people y'all's way, and, uh, you know, just appreciate what y'all do, and... And you'll do it right, so, you know. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. It's always good to hear that, because it definitely, like, we don't really, I don't really market. Everything's so word of mouth for us, and, you know, we were talking about everything being so personalized earlier, and I think because kayaking is such a personalized sport, and the way we try to do things more one-on-one, and, you know, take the people, get to know people, and make plans for them, and, like, introduce them, like, it really, and that kind of what makes the difference. And that's very different from some other 
places you can get kayak construction where they, they run them out in groups. You know, we've yeah, talked about that you can, before. There's, very, you can do something, but it's not, not the same. Yeah, I think everyone, everyone kind of offers that, but it's just, you know, different price range. I really, I mean, I honestly don't really look a lot into, like, other what other people are doing so much. I just kind of keep doing what I'm trying to do and focus on the goals. Well, it's not to put you on the spot, but and I don't remember, but for a day's instruction, is that something you want to – yeah, so is it, or does it change? Do you size me up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it does it does change. Um, so basically, for a private day instruction, for, you know, we charge it by the person, um, and it's it's one eighty for a full day. You know, and that's gear and everything included. But then, like you like you know, I was saying you know, we make these plans. If people really want to get better, they can't. You can't just do a day of instruction and be better. Like you yeah. know, all these people, we're making a plan for once a month or once yeah. every two weeks, and to meet their goal they've made by the end of the year. And then when people start doing these bulk packages, you know, we might do shorter times and we get the price down. Typically, like a full day when someone's doing a bunch of classes comes down to like 150 for the full day. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times, too, if you've got a friend and you all have the same goals, you know, we can get that down to like 125 a person and for, for pairs and stuff like that. Like, man, it's pretty all we all we can always like talk and like figure out. But, man, I, I just I remember that being very reasonable, especially yeah. when I look around at other places like. I really couldn't believe like I could go get a day of instruction. So we ended up like, you know, the way, and I know you'll probably do it different for every individual, but like I went and spent like a morning on flat water doing some things. And then we spent the afternoon like on a river and I really thought the price was, was really good. And especially when you shop it around and look at like, that's the same price you'd pay for like some kind of group clinic. Yeah. In some places. places. So, I really try I to keep it there because yeah. you know, I really want people to come and take more. Like, you, if you want to get better at something, you need more seat time. You need to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Yeah. You know, at, at that at that sport or activity. Um, and not only that, like I said, you know, you get, you know, if you're not a jerk, you might get invited back <laughs> to the Stanley Steamers or something. Yeah. So, but, uh, well, thanks for what y'all do. Well, hey, let's talk about this. Like, why, you know, why do you think people love – this thing so much what was you know i mean and, and not everybody does but like the people that do i mean man it's a lot of time and energy spent doing it it is a lot of time and energy. <laughs> man I, it's such a personal thing you know because the beauty of me being out here with all these people individually all day is i get really close to them and yeah there's a conversation i have a lot and i mean i've heard such a wide variety of answers yeah you know and they're like to some people it's like to some people like some of the answers have been very spiritual and religious and some people it's all been about like self you know empowering or betterment yeah and some people it's just about the fun you know they did it and it was really fun and they want to keep doing it um i you know but you know our, the ace motto is for the love of it yeah and i think that's i think that's the reason that, that's the answer that i like it for everything because it doesn't like it. you know if you're doing something out of love it's usually for the right reason there can be other caveats to that yeah. of like what that exactly means well it's got to be because it's definitely for most of us it's not <laughs> We we're losing money on this thing, so <laughs> yeah. it's definitely something that that you you know you love. And uh, anyway, I, I I know you know I can see that y'all do, and that's cool. And and the last thing I want to mention is you know with all this stuff that we're dealing with right now with this Corona thing, um, hopefully this will this will pass and we'll be good to go. But at the moment, social distancing, you know. This is something you can still do. You yeah. Know? I guess aside from the... Stay below groups of 10 now, I think. Aside from the shuttle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. We're going to do more walk, you know, hiking yeah. and hucks. Maybe do some <laughs> of that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 
I'm going to try to take advantage and get out there more and get my kids out there. Um, if we if we can't do much else, you know, we can still get out there and, and do this thing we love so much. So, so uh, anyway, um, well, let's move on to uh, moving on to some upcoming events. And uh, I throw a maybe in there because we know everything's sort of getting shut down, man. Everything's getting canceled here lately. But uh, last weekend was was ALF, the Ain't Louie Fest up on the Teleco. I did go up. I did not paddle. I went up and, and got that, picked up that boat. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I just, I don't know. It's a lot of folks from all over. And I thought with all this stuff going on, I just, I just pick up the boat and move on but uh but it's still going on uh next to the race i think was last uh last week last weekend and uh this this coming weekend march 21st 22nd there's still folks uh, in town that are that are up there if you want to go open boating uh, they should be able to find some folks uh what do we got coming up this weekend too it's okay opening weekend it's been running all winter, but it's definitely going to be running this weekend. <laughs> it's been running because we sort of unscheduled, uh, uh, I guess, because of, we had a lot of rain. Yeah, just right. so much water. But uh, no, there is a scheduled release this weekend, and it will. Will be... that be a standard like release, Should... or do you think it'll be a little more? Should be because we're going to get rain all week. Yeah, it it should be. It, man, it's hard to say. Yeah, like it could rain. It could be like one of those higher, like you know, yeah, fifteen, sixteen hundred days. Or and if you're, you know, if you're a kayaker uh, or, or canoeer or just got your own raft or whatever you want to get out there, I love that opening weekend. And even these these next few weeks or months or you know before the summer, getting out on the coe is pretty awesome because you go out. And it's just all private boaters. There's really no rafts to speak of. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you did you need to go in the winter on these weekdays. Yes. In the winter if you can. There's like it's cool to go to the Ocoee and never see a soul. Yes, especially if you've been in the summer where it's like a you could walk down crazy the river house. faster yeah. than packs. It's like a there. circus. Um and I guess coming up, hopefully, uh week uh Shatula Fest, April tenth through twelfth. Uh, hopefully, man, we'll be on the other side of this thing and things will still uh, carry on, but we'll see. Uh, Paddle South, April 10th, 11th. Um, Noli Fest coming up April 17th through the 20th. And then this last one on our list. May 1st, Friday evening, the Cardi Party. Cardi Party. Tell us about that. All right. So last year, sitting around drinking beer one night, <laughs> we decided that slicey freestyling freestyle kayaking was really cool and we needed more slicey freestyle events so jake and jordan and i decided to put together the cardi party and we threw we threw it together really quickly and uh man we had like 40 50 people show up and it was like awesome way bigger we had this competition planned and like enough people registered where it like it changed our plans drastically sweet so this year we're doing take two and we're doing a video competition Nice. Um, we're supposed to have all that stuff ready, hopefully by this Friday. We'll see. Now, is the video competition, so you're going to have a viewing there, or is it going to be... So, the, vi- the, way, the way we'll do it, on May 1st, we're just going to have the gathering get together. We'll show all the videos and announce the winners. But once we, you know, once this uh, part of the website's launched, everyone can upload their two-minute freestyle video of them on the Cartica. And then, you know, it'll be voted upon. You can share it, you know, vote it. And, you know, we'll, we'll do it by how, votes is the idea we've yeah, decided yeah. upon for ease, you know, just the ease. 
And then we'll announce the king and queen of the Cardica again. So we have our trophies to keep passing down. Nice. Started last year. And then, uh, you know, we'll eat pizza and drink some beer. All right, man. Scofflaw Bruins bringing the beer. They're, they're supporting the event. And then the way it'll work, too, for every, if you enter a video, you know, we get five raffle tickets. Um, and you can purchase a raffle ticket. But then there'll be a boat and a raffle for other, other goods. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll keep promoting that on here and uh, hopefully uh, get the word out. And, uh, yeah, so last thing, um, how do people, where can people find Ace? AceKayaking.com. AceKayaking.com, that's easy enough. Yep, AceOcoAdventures.com. <laughs> now, there is an Ace up on the golly, right? Yeah, oh, i got a funny story about that. Uh-oh. There is an Ace up on the golly. Yes. Um, Y'all fight. Y'all fight out. Oh, not at all. That's not, <laughs> that's not funny. But... Man, you know, I do all the scheduling and I answer the phone and emails and some days I'm better at it than others. But I always do pretty good of like, man, once you're booked, you're booked. Like, don't really worry about it. At least twice a summer, yeah. someone will call me. They're like, oh, man, I'm here for my class and I oh, can't gosh. find you guys. And I'm like, they're in West Virginia. what's your name? <laughs> and then they're telling me their name and I'm like looking at my schedule. I'm like, man, I have messed up, man. These people, I don't even know who these people are. And I'm like, where are you? And they're like, West Virginia. And I'm like, oh, dude. Wrong number. There's always like a, a mild part, heart attack, at least like yes. twice a summer. Like, okay. I have really messed up. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so this is the Ace Kayaking in, where are y'all located? Ocoee, Tennessee. Ocoee, Tennessee. That's easy enough. Yep. And uh, check them out online and get in touch if you need some instruction or know somebody that does. And if y'all got questions, comments, criticisms, and, of course, compliments, you can send them to waterboundpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out the Waterbound Facebook page, and yeah, I think that's about it, man. Um, what was that new? You were we were we were laughing about uh, uh, lingo, uh, kayaking lingo. What's the latest? Shrig. Shrig. All right, we're going out. Shrig. We're going out on the shrig. So, <laughs> so we're shrigging out. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Well, Joe, thanks thanks a lot for being here, and. Uh, you know, best wishes to Link out there, and I hope he has a safe journey back, and I hope we're all still alive when he returns. But, uh, Joe, thanks so much. Appreciate you being here, man. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you all on the river.